This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to Don't Sweat It. This podcast is dedicated for women like you who are done with sweating the small stuff and are ready to level up, improve your overall health, mindset, and to be the best version of yourself. I'm Emily, your host. I'm a personal trainer and owner of The Sweat Club. If you are looking for ways to be the biggest enthusiast in your life, then you've come to the right place. Join me each week as I have real and raw convos with beautiful people about all things health, wealth, business, success, failure, and so much more. Hello, welcome back to Don't Sweat It. I am so, so excited and thankful to have you here. And we have a very, very special guest on the podcast today, my good friend Callum. Hello, how are you? (laughs) Callum is going to explain a little bit about himself in a second, but first we're going to get into Fast Five. This is where I ask five questions. You answer them quick, fast, we get it done. Swift. All right, I like it. All right. So one, number one is if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Uh, At the moment, it would just have to be Elon Musk. Because mm. the guy is onto something. He's on another level all the time. Interesting. It's not because he's like popular right now, but it's like he's he's just, got, he's got else like ages ago, even when he had PayPal. I was mm. like, how did you think of that? He's always thinking a forward. He's got, he's got something that we don't. He's probably doing cocaine <laughs> just so he can keep up with everything. But still, <laughs> I want to know. Number two is what's the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? It always has to do with my hair or my looks or something, which is mm. sort of lame. Cause like it's like that? super. Fa- no, I don't love it, but... I like the hair thing because mm. I'm like, dude, your hair's good. I was like, yeah. I, I put time and effort into mm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although you can't see what Callum looks like right now, his hair is always on. Thank you. Always yes. on point. Wow. Mm. Yes, thank you. Yeah, he goes to a barber, what, every two weeks? Every two weeks. Mm. Simon, impressive. forever barber. I'm just shouting you <laughs> out, out On Aerodrome Road, hit him up. They're good. <laughs> they are honestly, <laughs> swear to God. shout out has already happened. Simon, I love you. <laughs> what would your younger self not believe about your life? Where I am right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, Couldn't have expected. No, definitely really? not. I would have thought I was going to be, I don't know. I mean, like growing up, a lot of stuff happened. But mm. then I remember like, I remember vividly points in my life being like, yeah, I'm going to be a builder. And mm. then next minute I'm yeah, like, not. doing three jobs <laughs> and doing this, doing not doing building. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that. and just loving life. Like mm. I didn't think life was this good mm. or could get this mm. good, but it's good. That's cool. I'm excited to talk about that today. Um, what's your favorite way to move your body? Favorite way to move my body? Um, dude, anything in the gym, but it, it could be like absolutely anything. At the mm. moment, I'm really frothing um, just powerlifting stuff, just mm-hmm. lifting some some big weights, mm. being thick. It's nice. <laughs> um, but just seeing how strong I can be, it's cool to see what the human body can do um but yeah that's that's where i'm at at the moment love it yeah i know and it always changes right? forever ever yep okay and lucky I, last I did question. just do deadlift so like if i cramp up then you'll know <laughs> <laughs> we might need to take a quick yep. pause um number five is would you rather cook or are you the dishwasher do you wash dishes or do you cook um yeah i i get around cooking mm-hmm. but i love i love washing up you love it. I love cleaning. I don't know what it is. It's so bizarre because I like I frost vacuum cleaning. If there's dirt on the ground, I'm like, let clean that up. You know, it's like it helps my anxiety. If you wow. see dirt, it's like ASMR. It's just like you vacuum it, cleans it up. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe it's because I'm like a server. I don't know. I like to keep people happy and like you know they cook. I'll, I'll clean up. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. I would definitely not be washing the dishes. That's my worst. 
So Kelly, for those who don't know who you are, tell me a little bit about yourself. Cool beans. I'm 29. Uh, I live on the Central Coast. I've been here since I was four, born and bred in Townsville and then moved here. And don't know much about Townsville, so don't ask me. Um, gateway to the Great Barrier Reef, apparently, but I wouldn't know. Um, and yeah, I went to high school, Maruchi High, just plotted along through that. Um, I've been married almost seven years. My wife is due to um, have our first child, which is super exciting. I'm yes. a personal trainer, I'm an art teacher, um, and just a full-time froth of life. You are a full-time froth of life, which mm. is exactly why I wanted you on this podcast. Oh, thank you. Because everyone needs a little bit of you in their life. Wow. Mm. So I want to talk about your fitness journey first. Mm -hmm. You've had a bit of a transformation. Little. Yeah. And I want to know, talk me through where you were before you kind of found fitness Mm -hmm. and then also run me through the journey to get where you are now. For sure. I'll I'll try and unpack it as quick as I can because it's obviously (laughs) been some time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess like I didn't really think about fitness at all until – maybe like grade 12 I kind of got sort of into it um but like before that I was just playing sport but also not looking I just played sport because it was sport not for any other reason and I never trained for it I did like soccer training like once a week and I played indoor soccer and outdoor soccer once a week so I probably like yeah did two days of actual structured fitness um but then yeah I don't know never had a relationship that was good with food but that's because I was un unknown to what good food was or nutrition was, mm. full stop. I just ate because mum fed me. And then I would overeat as well. Um, but yeah, ended up being like 109 kilos was like my biggest, the big dog. Um, and then I think it was like after grade 12 when I graduated um, and I started getting sad boy. I was like, look at myself. I was like, oh, what is this? And then I tried so many different things. I remember like I was working at Woolworths and my, my daily lunch like the first break, the 15 minutes I got, I would buy a Kit Kat Chunky and a 500 mil of V and just slap that down. And then for lunch, I'd buy a six pack of those cheese and bacon rolls and just chunk, like just down them. Six. Six. Got the six all down. All down. Ooh. Sometimes I throw a bit of like silver side on it. <laughs> but that's a lot of food mm. for a boy mm. who's not doing anything. Mm. Anyway, terrible. And then I started doing shakes. So I did like, not like Jenny Craig, but whatever the equivalent of their shakes were. Lost the, like 10 kilos. I was like, this is sick. Still wasn't going to the gym at that point. And then got like sort of lost a bit of weight. Got to like under 100 kilos. I was like, this is good. And then I put it all back on because eating, well, drinking 1,000 calories is not fun. Like, it's for not the whole sustainable, day. right? No. And then I started going to the gym, started seeing results. I started falling in love with moving my body. But at that point, I didn't know why I loved it. I was just like, I like the change. I like, you know, seeing some biceps. Um, and then... Yeah, that it evolved from there and I just kept going to the gym, but mindlessly. I was just throwing around weights. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't train for anything in particular. I just like would follow along to any random YouTube video or random like forum. Mm. Do this workout mm. and you'll get abs. And like <laughs> I remember downloading like a six-pack abs um, app on my phone and I'd do it religiously and I never got abs. Surely we've all been there. Oh, 100%. <laughs> if you didn't get couch to 5K, you are a liar. <laughs> Uh, no, then I bought like Couch to 5K and that's like, if you don't know what that is, it's like a running app that helps you run from nothing to get to yeah. 5K in like, I don't know, two or three months or something mm-hmm. like that. Did that for a bit. Anyway, still was so lost and then kind of fell into a regime slightly. 
Mm. And that's where I saw the most change. But that was because like I found what I loved and like the why stopped being I want to lose weight. It was more I want to have functionality in movement, started doing calisthenics. And that's where I think I found my true passion or Mm. true love, which was letting my body move properly and correctly, mastering body weight stuff. And then I found that love for like actually moving weights around. Mm. And then I would like train around that. Um, That was like, yeah, probably three or four years ago. Um, shout out to Raina Shu as well. That's uh, the boy, Cali boy. Um, we were at the bars in Malula Bar and yeah, we'd just muck around. And then from there I fell in love with fitness again and became a PT. And now I'm helping people. I'm helping people find that joy and find that passion. And I think, yeah, the biggest thing for me, the biggest click moment was, yeah, that point of instead of losing weight or focusing on my weight loss, it was what do I actually want out of it? I want longevity. I've only realized that kind of now is like, that's what the goal is to like live as long as I can, Mm. as healthy as I can. I don't want to like, you know, be a bodybuilder up until I'm 45 and then all of a sudden just stop everything. And then just be like, I was a bodybuilder, but you know, now I'm going to enjoy life and eat whatever I want and not move. I want to be 70 and still like doing pull-ups and playing with my grandchildren Mm. and doing all that stuff, you know? I think as well, like, if you, like, were to zoom out and have a look at the bigger picture, like, don't you think that a lot of people are, like, stuck in the moment and, like, yeah, for this year, this is what this goal is going to be and then, like, yeah, if you kind of break or if you injure yourself, Mm. then it's, like, great. But if you zoomed out and were, like, okay, can I sustain this until 70? Yeah. That's the the cheese there. That's the goal. Yeah, 100%. Like, don't get me wrong. If you want to build a booty in, like – three month program and have a big ass. Oh, that yeah. is, that is cool. Go totally. for it. Yeah. But it's probably not something you're going to like, it's not going to assist you when you're 80 and you're like, I once had the best peach on the sunshine coast. Like, <laughs> no, but if you could maintain a sick body and mm. a sick lifestyle and move and be healthy and be fit and be functional mm-hmm. and not be injured, then mm. I think that is, like you said, the cheese, that's mm. the good stuff. That's, that's the gouda. That's it. If you were, or for someone who might be listening to this and is mm. just starting out, they're very starting out first starting out in that fitness journey what's your best piece of advice you can give best piece of advice is get around someone who knows something more than you do Mm -hmm. i think that was the moment for me was going to a pt and like biting the bullet as like i know a 19 year old but like i ain't paying some dude 40 bucks man like stuff you i got it on google (laughs) google ain't shit when it comes to like moving your body like Mm. you could google how to do a push-up you're not going to get there properly you know what Mm. i mean but I remember going to a PT, he showed me how like bits and pieces. He didn't like change my life miraculously, mm-hmm. but he definitely assisted me. And that's where like, I was like, cool. And I became thirsty for more information, mm-hmm. started working out with other people as well with the same, I guess, ideals of like wanting to move better mm-hmm. overall. Um, but for sure, yeah, seek someone who knows a little bit more. Like it's really naive to be like, it's cool. But like my dude, Brittany, you know, whatever she's on the the YouTubes and she knows how to do it properly. And I follow her program strictly, but like, unless she's there showing you in person, if your form is correct, if you're breaking your back doing a deadlift or something, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where you get injured. That's where you slow your progress down. So. And that's what we see. Um, so often Callum and I work together. Yes. So we get to see each other nearly every single day. And, um, yeah, what we see so much of the time is like poor form which leads then to injuries, which then leads to us gaining a client because people feel like, mm. okay, now it's time. I've injured myself. Now I need to actually like yeah. get someone to help me. Should have gone there in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a great piece of advice. Just info. It's like there's always mm-hmm. someone 
smarter or knows more in some point with anything anything, well, anything. Yeah. like that goes across the board in anything i agree i totally agree um what about goal setting so like when you set goals let's just say let's talk fitness first mm-hmm. when you set goals a how do you set them b what do you actually do in order to achieve your goals um yeah, that's a that's a good question. Depending on the goal, like I definitely have gotten better at setting goals and actually going for them. Um, like I recently just competed in my first powerlifting competition, uh, which was really cool. Um, again, I sought out a PT of my own um, who I was about to shout out. I'm just going to shout out all of them. Frank, so many love you, Frankie. Uh, but yeah, no, he helped me. I had a goal. I wanted to not beat anyone. I just wanted to beat my own, like, I guess, PBs that I'd gotten in the gym to see how heavy I could lift in the three fundamental movements, which is a squat, a bench press, and a deadlift. Um, I was like, sweet, I'm going to do this. It was 10 weeks away. As a PT, I could program my own program accordingly. And it was cool as well to see, like, as if I'm PTing someone and I'm writing them programs, I'm going to put the money where the mouth, you know, and actually do my own program as if my client was doing it. I stuck to it. Um, yeah, 100%. Like I ate correctly for that time. I trained every session. I would finish work at nine o'clock at night, go to the gym, do it. And I rocked up on that day. I killed it. I was so stoked, but I was more stoked that I actually stuck to something. Mm. Uh, but that goes across anything. So now like as I'm not doing, uh, I guess, powerlifting as such right now, I still have like an idea that I want to do certain movements to change my body or to get better at something. So I guess being aware of a goal that's achievable, mm-hmm. like for sure, um, that's huge. And doing the like going about it the right way. So, you know, if your goal is to do a push up, you would probably start doing push ups a lot more than mm-hmm. once a week or something, or look at regressions or look at things that would assist you to get to that point. Um, again, seeking someone out, seeking out some help. Um, and even like, I'm not a huge visual person. Like, I love to think that. Like, my dream is to have like a cork board with Full my vision, vision board, board and like, <laughs> you know, a whiteboard in my office and I walk in there and every morning I wake up and I give myself a gold star and I tick it off. But that ain't me. That is just not me. I can't do it. I'm, I don't even have Google calendars, dude. <laughs> like, I'm so bad. But I, I'm in my head a lot. Like, I'm, I'm like, sweet. I know. I do write down a lot of other stuff in my notes. But I think, actually, you just put a perfect um, sentence together where, like, just goal setting isn't, like, one specific. Like, uh. you must do it this way. You must yeah, yeah, you have to find, board. dude. Yeah. yeah, you have to like, you have to find what works for you. One hundred. Otherwise, it's not gonna. Yeah. It's, you're not gonna do it. No, dude. There's nothing worse than going on Pinterest and getting FOMO from all these pretty, pretty like, you know, boards on the wall. I'm like, dude, that's so good. But I, I just can't do that. No, I ain't gonna I, print out stuff and cut it out of a magazine. But I love I the people who do that, and like, mm-hmm. that is awesome. If you do that, if you do that, you're amazing. But that's just not for me. I can't do it. Yeah, no, and that's exactly right. I've done them before and I loved looking at them, but also my whiteboard got thrown into my cupboard and then I never looked at mm. it again. But I think like taking action is what yeah. really sets – like you can look at it totally. all you want. You yeah. can look at that board all you want, but until you actually action what is on that board, mm. then that's when that's when yeah. it starts to like happen. Right? And I'm a big like verbal – like talker in a sense of like not like I do like affirmations when I wake up and be like I'm courageous I am strong I'm gonna do this today but I tell people things like I'll be like I'm going to do like I remember telling you like I'm gonna compete in a powerlifting comp I remember telling my clients like I'm gonna do it and they were like cool can we do it with you I was like 100 percent um but verbally telling someone my goal so they can keep accountable to me and be like oh I thought you were gonna become a PT last year I'm like shut up but like I did it I want to do it I'm gonna do it um and like they can keep me accountable to it so but that's what I always think like that's actually what I spoke about in the um 
last episode was about goal setting and like keeping accountable. And if, if that was something that you didn't want, well, you probably wouldn't be telling people all about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You wouldn't be looking around and being like, oh, I'm going to compete in a powerlifting comp if you genuinely didn't want to do it. You wouldn't yeah. tell anyone because you're like, oh, I probably won't do it because yeah. I don't genuinely like feel it in here. hundred percent. You can't be a gunner. My dad, my, my, I was about to say my dad. I don't know my dad. So that's funny. Uh, my pop actually used to say, um, don't be a gunner. And I was like, what does that mean? And he meant like, don't, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm. You actually just do it, like shut up and just get it done. And if you say like, I'm going to have this in two years time, work for it. Like obviously within reason, like Mm. I ain't going to own a freaking G wagon in two years time, a, because I don't want one. Um, but that's just not a goal of mine. But if you want that, put it out there. I've put it out there. I'm getting that G wagon. Um, there are a few PTs that talk to me about like how to be the best PT. You're Mm. a PT. So tell me, I want to know what do you think makes, uh, good PT and give me, give us some tips on what you think being the best PT means. Uh Uh-huh. 100%. First one straight away is communication. Um, That's with everything. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I do say that communication. It's so, 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 so important. If you ain't talking to that person, then how are you meant to A, know what they want and how can they communicate back to you? If you're a closed door, it's going to stay closed. You got to open that bad boy, but it is a two way street for sure. But yeah, communicating with your client um, for sure, wanting to know what they want. Um, but not just what they want, like what I can do for them um, is super important as well. Making sure that you comprehend it, you understand what they're wanting. If they're like, I want to get fit, what is that? How, what does that look like to you? Um, and you know, like you fully get the same idea. It's like someone comes to you and it's like, I would love to lose 10 kilos. Okay, cool. Why? Like, what is it that you want to lose 10 kilos? Is it because you want to fit into a bikini? Because then instead of like saying, let's do, lose 10 kilos, let's get a bod that looks rocking in a bikini, mm-hmm. not just it's not a weight loss thing. So I guess, yeah, getting um, a full grasp of that. Also like keeping them accountable too. Like they're paying you for a service instead of just being like a time where they, you calendar them in. And that's what I don't like about putting them in my calendar is like, <laughs> I then think of them as like, yeah, like 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Yeah. I think time. of like, oh, all my clients are rad and I know them by name. And I'm like, I don't think of, you know, when I see Paul, I'm like, he's my hour guy. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I think sweet Paul, he wants to do this. He's mm-hmm. going to do this. Today I've programmed him this and I'm thinking all the time, what can I do for Paul for this time? He's paying me for a service. I'm going to provide that service to the best of my ability. Um, and yeah, just like being more than just, I think it's one of those jobs where you can be more than just a a service provider. Like mm-hmm. we'll text our clients throughout the week. She's like, hey, how did the surgery go? How's your daughter going? Like if they're sick, you know, where like I think we're on a different sort of level where we are more about community, right? We've created a community sense with our clients. Then it's just like a, you go in, you get a haircut, you leave, you don't see him for two weeks to come back. And they're like, sorry, what was your name again? Like, you don't get that. Simon wouldn't do that to you, by the way. <laughs> I feel yeah. as well, like, um, don't you, do, have you ever had clients who have been like, this has been like the most amazing experience because previously when I had a PT, you know, at my old gym, yeah that this would happen, this would happen, this would oh, happen. And so, we get like horror yeah. stories. Um, I, yeah, I kind of get like cringe when I, when I tell people oh. I'm, I'm a PT, I'm like, it's, oh, do I even tell them mm. I'm a PT? Because I don't yeah, want to be like, like oh, stigma. sweet, so you sleep with your clients. <laughs> no, I'm not a fuck boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a stigma, but definitely. There's a hundred percent a stigma. And that, like you say you're a PT, you're like, oh yeah, you look like one of those people who would have stuffed me around or yeah. you know, something like that. Whereas like we're beyond 
beyond that. But you know I, what and I mean? that's it. I think that's what definitely differentiates a really, really good PT from just an average person who studied for 12 weeks. Like mm. realistically, some people – actually, someone told me over in Canada, you only have to study to be a PT over the weekend. It's like a Saturday, Sunday course and Give now you a certificate you're registered. And you're like, yeah. I mean, and realistically, right, you could be the like – the shittest person, the shittest fitness person in the world, not even go to a gym. You could go in and do a 12-week course, get your PT thing and just start doing clients if, if you wanted to, you know what I mean? But And that's it. I think the super important part as well is like with, with you that I know that you do is like you're more than just someone who helps someone move their body. It's like you will listen before anything. You know, someone could cry on your shoulder and you would stop and be like, let's not do this. Let's go get a coffee. You know, you're always more about their well-being. I think we're both very similar mm-hmm. in that is like, you're almost like a psychologist first and then you help them move. Because if they're, if they're, oh, if they're not feeling anxiety, good, if they're totally. not having a good day, they're not going to move. They're going to push themselves to their next level and if they're holding baggage. You know what I mean? That's it. And that's what causes, you know, injury or totally. just they're like not a breakdown focused. in yeah. your body. Yeah. Because and they know you can, they can trust you and be like, I'm going to tell them this. They might not be able to tell someone like some of their closer girlfriends because you're out of that circle of that, but you're in that circle of trust, which is super, super cool. I got, um, I got told once when I very first started PT, I asked another PT who I looked up to, um, I asked what was, um, what's your number one ad- like piece of advice for me starting out as a PT? And she said, um, forget about the money mm. and forget about what anyone else is paying you. Focus on the person. Like 100%. imagine you weren't getting paid. Yep. That's what she said. She said, imagine you weren't getting paid for any of this yep. and do it with like intent and passion. 100%. And that's what I think yep. makes a, a brilliant PT. Yep. What do you think about um, people on Instagram that give like advice on form, technique, workout advice who are so not qualified? It's a tough one. It's such a tough one. It really is. Like I, I have like a slight, <laughs> I mean, I deleted my, social media account there's nothing on there it's there somewhat but it's not present i hate being an online presence because like i said someone's always got a different way to cue like mm-hmm. you know a, a movement but it grinds my gears when i like recently i've seen like a lot of you know i uh, let's say influencers mm. be like this is my booty program and then someone does it and like they're just doing it because someone else who looks like they've got an amazing body like goddamn you could just be born with an amazing body yeah, totally and look like you've got a following and just throw shit out there and people will just follow you because you look good. Doesn't mean you move good no. at all. Like I can do a really nice squat. I can also do a really shitty squat. Mm-hmm. You don't know if I'm doing it for, like for a joke or real. So I think being in person is, is like, is good. Obviously making sure they're qualified. But as I said, it's hard because like anyone can qualify as a mm-hmm. PT. Mm. Whereas like if you're a doctor, it's like you, you know you're legit yeah. because you've had to go through that. That, that path but yeah i'm not a huge fan i mm. i like i've got a personal like i've got a pt that i go see in person he helps me Same. he you know he he does that and don't get me wrong there's a lot of legendary i think the best thing is is like check the facts if you question Definitely. anything like if i watch anything from any of the dudes i watch on youtube because i can't be there in physical form mm-hmm. i'm like that sounds correct yeah it sounds right but then if there's a part where i'm like that doesn't it doesn't really compute. Uh, I'll like kind of check it or like I'll do it myself or I don't like, you know what I mean? Like That's if it sounds weird, I'm like, nah, I, I, I'm just not going to prescribe that to someone. And it's always like in your scope of practice. Like you, you wouldn't teach something you didn't know how to do. No way. If you, if someone was like, Hey, I want to learn to lift 200 kilos on a back squat. <laughs> if you couldn't do that, not I probably thing. wouldn't try 
Teaching it. Teaching. Coaching it. Oh, yeah. like to a point. Like I'm sure you know like the techniques behind mm. it, but like have you ever had 200 kilos no, on your back? Yeah, like, I really hope I never do. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You might go full Hulk one Ooh. day. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I feel like. Fact check. Check everything. Question everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't feel right, seem right, you know. Don't do it. Even like watch it, like looking at the comments. If someone like calls them out and be like, that's trash. Mm. Be like, is it trash? Maybe it is trash. I don't know. That's it. And like it, with anything, especially health and fitness related, man, there is so much content on the internet. 100%. And like no wonder why people come to us and are like, hey, someone told me that if I eat 20 eggs a day um, and that's it, that I'm going to lose body fat. And it's that's like, true. yeah, well, like. <laughs> no, yeah, 100%. You know I mean? Yeah. It's like, where did you get that from? It's like, oh, some a friend of a friend's mum's mm. um, auntie. Have you heard it. of a thing called intermittent fasting? Because, <laughs> like, apparently if you only eat between, like, the hours of 12 and 2, you lose, um, body, you fat. lose body fat because of the way the sun is aligned. <laughs> um, but you've got to drink, like, three liters of water and... Yeah, it's really good. I've it's lost really like good. ten kilos, but I don't eat anything. Do you want to split? <laughs> I, I an, do you want to split an ice cube later? <laughs> just share an ice cube. Cool. Okay. No, that's so bad. Intermittent fasting is actually not bad. I just don't know why I thought of that. I've done intermittent fasting. <laughs> yeah, before. I've it done works. it too. For no, a part. but the, okay. But you know sorry, what I mean. This is what this? I'm talking about. Are we going to unpack intermittent fasting? No, a we're not. Bit? No. Mm. Well, I mean, we could, but it's good for. a a point and exactly. a purpose. Exactly, there's a purpose, but it's if not. If you're a woman, I would consult a, a nutritionist first. With because, anything, yeah. though, you don't just decide with your eating, especially like you don't just decide. That's the, probably the word. Actually, eating that. Go see a dietitian or nutritionist because, like, should. you don't know if someone's like the you know eat three steaks a day. It's probably good because you're getting your protein in. But like, what if you can't eat exactly? What if you shouldn't be eating that much meat exactly. for your body type? No, totally, and that's it. Like, you should always like, don't get me wrong. I eat twelve eggs. Like, <laughs> you actually swear do. to God, I, I I've already eaten ten eggs this morning in a smoothie, and it was great. Not ten Basically, full eggs. Basically, he looks like Adonis. I don't. <laughs> <It> <laughs> he was, looks like a Greek no. god. But so, um, if you want to look like him, obviously you just have to smash twelve eggs. Twelve eggs. <laughs> Day. <laughs> okay, let's get into more business. Talk me through all of your jobs. All my things. All your things. Okay. I want to know. <sighs> Anxiety? <Really>? No, kidding. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm a personal trainer as well. So I work for myself. I subcontract out of Hikawana, um, where we both work. Um, Shout out. Also, um, I run classes out of there. So running um, classes through that one hour strength and conditioning classes. Um, so I guess I'm a coach, maybe, would you 100%, call it? 100%, Co- Coach, yeah. Coach I'm Cal. coach, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, coach. Uh, I also am an art teacher. Um, what does that look like? I work at an art school. Uh, I'm a head teacher where I teach adults to children, to teenagers, um, within a term, any sort of art, I guess, ways, be that, um, you know, through a curriculum of oil painting, watercolour, grey lead, pen, um, yeah, and I recently just finished up being a youth worker. So before you had I was three. I was working every day. It was I guess that was the grind. How long were you working all three jobs for? Um a good like year and a yeah. half. That was non stop. It was bad. It was it was um, a lot. It was just back to back, go for it. Uh, but I sort of enjoyed it, but that definitely got to a point where I was like, I need to check myself. Why, Why? were you doing all three? Exactly. That is where I got to. <laughs> because I could. I think for the first part I was like Oh yeah, I like I can do this. And it was good variety. Like imagine, you know, going to one job and then leaving, going to a complete opposite job where it's like sick and then you you wouldn't get bored of it. Yeah. I went from like 
PTing people and like they are there to help themselves and try and be better to like being a youth worker, like driving down to Caboolture. Again, helping people, but they don't necessarily want to be helped. It's like working with 14-year-olds who just want to sit at the skate park and smoke bongs and Mm. swear at people all day, which is cool. And I could help them in a sense of like, hey, maybe like let's try today, do something different to better ourselves for the next day. It wasn't like I was there to change lives, but Mm. I enjoyed the the change. And then that next day I'm at art and I'm Mm. teaching like legends, like teenagers, again, the same age, but like they're completely different. So on a different scale. And I was like, I like this variety. But then it definitely grinded me down to a point where I was like, I quit. Mm. And I just quit youth work. After Mm. doing it for three years, I was like, no, I'm I'm done. Actually, no, four years. Yeah, I was at youth work for four years. That's a long time. So then I decided I needed to focus again on what I actually enjoyed. I was like, over COVID, we've had this conversation, but over COVID, I was like, what do I want from my life? Like, what do I enjoy? Like, am I enjoying everything, every portion of my life? And I got down to a point where I was like, no, I don't. Like, Mm. I don't enjoy how I feel after this. Like, like I said, like, yeah, anxiety or like I would get like not keen to go to that job. So I was like, I don't, don't think I enjoy it. Yeah. I think as well, like. Cause it definitely wasn't a money thing. Cause like you could get paid like the same amount working at McDonald's or you could get paid the same amount getting called a fucking idiot every day from some 14 year old scooter kid. And I was like, I don't, do I want that? Which one? Which one? Well, I mean, you know, I'll probably get called that at working at McDonald's too, but like, but I love that you love helping and like, is like, did you ever think that that's, have you always been like that? Always been there to help. I've kind of like, I feel as though that I'm a fixer. I'm a definite fixer. Mm. I know. I don't know if that's a Pisces thing here, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a part of my life where like someone has a problem I'll help. I'll solve it. Um, I'm not MC Hammer, but like that's... Yo, I'll solve it. 100%. I felt like that for a long time. And I think that stems from my childhood, like being there for my mum from a young age and wanting to, I guess, not fix things, but just things just had to happen. I like problem solving. Someone's got an issue, I'll try and help them out to some extent. Sometimes it's bad because I'll put... Other people. That above like other things and... Um, and I think that was another time. Yeah. Like that's why youth work was so much fun for the beginning. Mm. And then it really grinded me down. And then I felt like I'd grown these attachments to people and I'm sure like people can relate to that in just day to day life where they've got that one friend that they should probably just be like, Drop. they're draining me. Mm. They're, they're sapping the life out of me. You should drop them. Absolutely. And you're just there cause you're like, they're my fixer friend. Like I'm there to just help them all the time. And it's, I mean, sad. It's draining. But it's like, it's super draining and you need to really check, you know, check yourself on like, is that healthy for you? Because it's really hard. I found to like pour out from myself. If you thought of yourself as a bucket, Mm. it's really hard to keep pouring out that bucket. If you're freaking empty and I was empty and I kept trying to pour it out and it just Mm -hmm. wasn't happening. And I found that was affecting my other two jobs, which I actually found I got the most joy out of. And it was affecting my relationships. relationships, Yeah. hundred percent. Like friendships had no time. Mm. Like I never had time. I was always going to something and be like, I've got to go to work. And they're like, you're working every day. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, let's go. I know. And I think Idiot. like I was only just talking about this again last episode. It's like it, there's the finest line. You have to find this balance mm. between actually having a um, like hustle, grind, keep working, keep working mentality and then also finding that balance between, okay, am I actually – Am I a good friend? Am I a good partner? Am I doing like the best that I can as well on the other side? It's like there's a there's a bloody teetering scale. It's like yeah, it's hard. But that's gold. It's like that's actually super important. I think if you are listening, like 
sit there for a second and think that like check your relationships check what you're actually doing is it affecting because like for, for a while there I was like it's not affecting anything mm. but like there were people being like yeah it's kind of like annoying that you're always bailing like didn't have time for us like and I didn't realize that and you know I think once you get to a point where you're just constantly on the go everyone's like oh that's you know that's him he's just always on the go like he's got no time to do anything so don't even bother inviting him to somewhere yeah that's probably yeah. true like I'm busy but now I have like free time. It's like amazing. Like, what and also your priorities have changed. Like you are like, no, my friends are important to me. My partner's important yep. to me. So is my jobs. Like they're all yep. now rather than being like these three jobs that I'm running are more important than anything yep. right now. Yeah. I was being like, you know, spread thin mm. and now I can actually like sit into it and absorb. And that's it. That You're like if more. you don't like, like you didn't like it, mm. you didn't like where you were at youth work, you Cut outgrew it. Yeah. It. yeah bye. You have to do that. Got and like, I, I mean, I was losing a part of portion of my life that I had for the last three and a half, four years, but also like income, like I didn't know what it looked like, but I didn't even like sit down and calculate, be like, no. all right, I'm going to lose this much. Okay. Mm. How am I going to take that up? Will I have to start an only fans account? Work. No. Okay. It'll be sweet. So I just cut it off. Cut yeah, off the dead remember, fruit, baby. Yeah. I yeah. remember us talking about it and you just had that like tiny little question, like lingering over it. But what if mm. it's like, just. As I what if for everything, hey, totally. yeah, it's bad. Mm. But yeah, you could th- overthink everything, but I just did it and it felt so sick. And I love that. It was so good. Like I remember when I like had my first Sunday off in honestly yeah. forever. I was like, I checked my watch. I was like, I don't have to get on the highway and leave and spend two hours on the highway going down in traffic. I could actually mm. just enjoy and sit there and be present. And mm. as like lame as that sounds, I was actually, I was so frothing. I was like, this I is the life. That. It was a good time. All right, and I appreciate. I want to. I want to circle back to your art, okay? And you being a creator. Not only is he an artist, but he's also a graphic designer and does these amazing designs for so many different companies. Not so much at the moment, but he's still. You're still kicking along, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I plot along. Yeah, I love that. What about creating? To you, was it that like made you actually start going? Okay, this is something I'm actually really good at. Um, I, I don't think. Like, was there like, one point? No. Not really. And, like, I don't think that I'm good at it, which is really weird. And mm. I'm, it's you just terrible. like it. I love it. And I think that's why it's so much fun because, like, you enjoy – you get a lot of joy out of it and I want to keep doing it. And I like creating works that tell a story and that people can look at and be like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. It's like you ever, like, go into a restaurant and you see, like, a little sweet treat mm. and you're like, dang, that looks good. That's juicy. I want that. And, like – that's what I feel as though, not saying relating it to pastries, but <laughs> I like creating things that look appealing, that aesthetic. look nice, that mm. look aesthetic, you know? So like someone looks at it and I'm like, that's really cool. Art's subjective though, because like one person could freaking froth it, the other person could be like, that's the lamest thing I've ever seen. Um, but I think, yeah, creating is such a good outlet for not only just for other people to appreciate, but for yourself to like be creative is using a complete other side of your brain that you don't usually get amongst it. And I don't think there are like a lot of people say the words like, I'm not creative. I don't like, I couldn't even draw if I, to save my life. That's bullshit. It's well, A, yeah, it's bullshit. And B, it's, who says anything about drawing? Like I've mm. seen people who like say they're not creative, they can't draw yet. They can like put together a fire outfit and it looks yeah. good and it's like appealing. I'm like, you've got nice, like you know, your color. Style, I, yeah. yeah. Everything. Little You're color palettes. Icon. Yeah. Mm. Or like they're freaking amazing at putting makeup on or something mm. like that. I'm like, it That's doesn't creative have to, as hell. There's no one specific thing yep. that you have to be good And I think at we lose creative. that in our teenage years. Like in, as a teenager, you'd try, you know, you'd be like, I think I'm going to dye my hair brown. That's a creative 
portion. You know what I mean? Like even if you're following trends, but then you get older and you're like, you got to settle into this lane of like, I'm a 40 year old accountant. I need to be vanilla Mm, and let you stay vanilla until you die. Mm. That's lame. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Like, we get out there, like be that. creative. And also, yeah, I think I, even for you, I know that you've got a little graphic design background. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so cool to like just put stuff together and like put it out there and be like, oh, that was fun. Like it's exactly. using a different, that, that left and right side of your brain. And like, again, like who cares if no one likes it? Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. hundred percent. But I, I like think, it. yeah, that's it. And like, do you like it? Then good. Cause that's good for you. Um, but I think, yeah, like where did I, like started in graphic design. I've always been scribbling, um, like drawing, painting, I love watercolor. I love. Did you used to do it when you were younger? Like I did it. Yeah, not like it at art school, but like just as a kid. I think because mum always had like some sort of supplies around. I just dabbled, drew, drew like heaps of Dragon Ball Z characters, <laughs> Pokemon characters. Drew myself as a Pokemon character. You know, like always scribbling, drawing, um, and then I've just never stopped doing it. But that's I think as well because I didn't care what society kind of was throwing. Like I remember being called gay at school because like I was in art school and mm-hmm. like in the art program or whatever yeah, you were playing footy which was yeah. like the standard yeah yeah and like even like stigma from teachers being mm. like oh, you're probably not going to make it as an artist i was like that's cool watch me yeah. like i look back now i'm like that's so lame and i I'd tell and that's what yeah. i tell my 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 high school students that i teach at art school i'm like how's your art teacher and they're like oh yeah they're a bit like by the book i'm like keep just expressing Boy. yourself your way like who cares about grades because at the end of the day you're going to be better than them you're not going to be an art teacher at school. No. You're going to be some creative bloody genius. And there's so many cool creative kids out there. There's so many adults as well that shock me that like they're like 60 and they're like, yeah, I used to paint when I was like 25, but then blah, 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 I just sold my business and I just want to like get back to the roots of creating. I'm like, go you. Mm. And it's Keep like doing it. mentally as well. I find for me, if I'm creating, doing anything, normally I'm on like more graphics on the computer, but like it's just calming for me. It's relaxing. Yeah. It's like it's a meditative. It's like making music or something mm-hmm. like that. Like if you can create anything, like keep creating. Like it doesn't even have to be good. And that's the thing is like, mm. where's the rule book that says like, oh, that's not good enough. That is good enough. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Your shit. Stop. Like nothing. No one. No one can do that. So, I think yeah, huge, huge part of that is just to continue to do something, but not even that you have to be good at it. Mm. Just even like encouraging other people, being like, that looks cool. Like mm. I like that. Mm. Yeah, that's it. It's, there's not one way. And I guess like for you that like your design stuff is a bit of a side hustle. Did it you is, ever think yeah. it was going to be a side hustle? No, I've like, I kind of like started doing design and I like fell in love with it straight away. Cause I was like, this is so cool. Like to be on a computer and just create anything. They're like, there is zero limitations, right? Like zero, you could do anything you want at the the click of a mouse or whatever. And I really enjoyed that. And then it was cool when like people started reaching out to me like, Oh, do you reckon you could design this? I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. That's, that's that self doubt. Um, like, comes yeah, in, for right? sure. You're like me. But even like, I remember like handing over like files of like designs and logos and being like, I wasn't even like, I was proud of them, but I was like, they probably hate them. And yeah. like, they pay me. I'm like, they probably just felt bad. That's why they pay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm shit. I'm still shit. But like, then other people are like, oh, like we want your stuff. And it was cool. Like I did a bunch of like coffee bags for a local coffee business. Yes. Which is now um, going worldwide. Yeah. The, I mean, they're, well, they're in the States now, but That's yeah, cool. it is pretty cool. Um, and it's even cool. Like he's, he's always like, we love your designs. Like people love your designs. It's cool to see it like on Instagram and someone's like, Hey, this is a really cool bag. Or like people who know that I did it. Then we're like, wow. That's my friend. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's actually pretty cool. So. Mm. 
it's sweet to do that. And like, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but like I'm froth it. Like I love it now. And I look to a point where I'm like, I'm proud of the stuff that I create. And it, it was really hard. It didn't, it wasn't instant. Mm. It got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm actually okay. I'm actually good for what I think. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is hard. It's really tough to put yourself out there. And I challenge anyone, like if you're going to call someone out and be like, that looks shit, you do it as well. Yeah, like try you it. 100% try it. It's tough. Mm. Putting yourself out there and putting your name on something, man, like that's... That's hard. That's huge. You can hide behind a, like a moniker or a name or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But if you were to like be like, that's me, mm-hmm. then I think kudos to you for anyone who does creative stuff with their name or face plastered on it because, yeah, it's a, it's a tough grind to be torn down in today's society. Oh, totally. I think as well, like with all of your jobs that you've done, like in life or I guess at the moment like it's social norm is like you have one career and that's it yeah. and you just work your one job and that is it like for you you're you're over there doing PT yeah. you might go and chat to you know um a youth while like on your youth yeah, work yeah. shift and then also the next day you're bloody teaching art or doing someone's graphics yeah. like do you did you ever like have that thought of I guess like should I be doing this? You know, like, is this because it's not the social norm of having oh. one career? Oh, totally. I remember, like, I remember, like, vividly a point where I was like, I got a job full time. Uh, it's my first full time job where I was designing, and I was like, okay, cool. And like, I remember sitting down, setting up my office, and just being like, this is the life now. This is me from now on. I'm just gonna do this until I'm fifty until I'm and dead. then retire. Mm. Um, and then it got to a point where I was like, no, dude, like, this is stagnant. It got way too stagnant for me. And I got out and then I started dabbling in different things. And I'm like, I think I'm a dabbler. I think I I'm like a dabbler too. just picking, you know, different fruits from the tree and just eating them. And I it think it's like, good. it does feel good. And I get the most joy out of it. And I was like, what will bring me the most joy? Doing what I do right now. I check myself regularly and be like, this Same. is good. I did get to a point that when I got married, I was like, okay, crap. So I need to be like the guy who like provides totally. and I need to, I need to be like one job stable government benefits you know like yeah. i don't want to like lose a job and my wife have to like in my family and ruin it that's crap that's a mm. load of crap mm. i mean if you have that idea then that's sweet but like it's so oh, it's such like a yeah, society but, mm-hmm. like has bagged it in to be like you should have a full-time job uh, you get your four weeks off or two weeks off a year you get your super paid and you just keep living life and then Live you, you buy life. a house two like you know two, two and a half children yeah you buy a dog white picket fence and you retire at this and then you're sweet Mm-hmm. gone are those days i tell you like no and i love that yeah like i love that yeah you can you can be and do whatever you want and that's what i just want to encourage every every single person that's like but what if it's mm. that's a, what oh. if you what gotta if try it my Chuck your, dip mm. your toe in the water if it doesn't work Who like cares? this is i've told you so many times like i remember over covid yes. and i was like i think i'm not necessary like pt gone COVID came in, just chewed it up. We thought we were out. Graphic designers, catch ya. <laughs> we don't need any work done right now. I was like, cool. Art teacher? No, goodbye, senorita. Yep. I was left there with nothing, mm-hmm. but I was like, I could go to Coles and become like a shelf stacker and get paid still. So that's cool. There's a job out there that there will is pay a me. Job. You know, whatever it looks like, I could then get back into what I mm-hmm. wanted to do. So I was never like afraid of losing my dream job because there's always another job and no doubt you'll change your mind at some point in your life. Um, and like people have asked me all the time, like, what's your dream job? It's like, well, is it working what I'm doing now? I don't know. Like, is it making a million dollars every minute? Probably not. I'm no. not going to be the next Jeff Bezos. But like, what is happiness? What is, you know, but I know for me, it makes me happy is doing what I do now. But I think we've spoken about this too. Is like, 
looking at like, what do you want in life? And it's kind of like having that idea of like, what do you want out of it? Do you want to own a home? Because then work towards owning a home. What do you want? How are you going to do that? Well, I can provide a service. How many times do you need to provide that service to get to that goal? Like if you want to save five grand and you get paid 50 bucks an hour or something, break it down. Mm -hmm. Break down what you need to do. Mm -hmm. If you can make jewelry, sell two pieces of jewelry and make that little bit like instead of just being like, I, I can't I can't oh, work enough hours in the day. Like I only get paid this much for a thirty eight hour week, and, look and I just for can't see ways, myself hundred percent. Look for other ways to be paid too. You know, totally. If you're working a nine to five job in corporate, and that's that. But you get a re- like you get joy out of doing grazing tables on the weekend. One hundred percent. Get in there and start grazing. Even if it's like if you think someone tells you, but it's a saturated market. Exactly. There's no such thing. Man, I'm about to launch an activewear when activewear is at its high. Yeah. Go you. <laughs> it's saturated. Who cares? What, Honestly, yeah. What, like, this is what I always think about. Well, I'd rather know that, like, it didn't work out uh-huh. than, honestly, that's what if. And there's no, there should be no shame. If you, like, make an Instagram and you're like, I'm going to do grazing tables mm-hmm. and it lasts for, like, three grazers three, yeah. and you get four followers and then your friends go, that was lame. You're like, shut up, dude. I just made 600 bucks. Exactly. That's better than not making 600 bucks from making a couple of grazing tables. And as I said before, I'll refer this back to that first statement. I said, someone always knows more than you. You could doubt anyone. The person making you coffee, don't look at them as just a barista because my dude could probably have the most amount of knowledge in cryptocurrency and is sitting on like a couple yeah. of hundred more bucks than you. Yeah. You don't know. And that's why it's like, don't be naive, no. obviously, and be like, I'm going to hustle 14 different jobs and not sleep like, you know, and then be like, oh, and then I'll make heaps of money. Like, yeah, no, be smart stuff. about it, mm. but break it down. Like, what do you want? Is having a house your goal? Make it your goal. Save your deposit. Find out what you need to get to that point and work towards it. Focus mm. on it. Mm. Obviously. And who cares? If you fail along the way, well, like, I've got something here for you. I've here actually go. got a quote. LeBron James said it, and it's bloody epic. He says, you have to be able to accept failure to get better. A hundred percent. And we say that in, in art too. That's... A, LeBron, LeBron, let's he go. knows what's up because it's the true thing. It's like in, in art, like people would rock up and they'd start painting. If they've never painted before, they're probably going to fail, but they come again the next week. Exactly. They're going to get better. You need to fail better. to progress. And it's like, it's like in anything, you, you can't just like pick up a language straight away and be like, I speak fluent Spanish. No, you're going to sound like an absolute frog for like mm. the first two months trying to like speak Spanish it will get better. But you're going to fail at it multiple times. And exactly. I think and it's, if you get back up, that's what makes you different. Keep, keep going. No matter what it looks like, you don't need to sprint it. Walk it. Be the little, little tortoise versus the hare. What did you learn, like at times when you failed, what did you learn and how did you grow from it? Um, yeah, there's been a lot mm. of those times. But I think looking back and a seeing what the, the failure was or like, was it actually a failure or did it just not work out because it, my heart wasn't in it or something like that? Or you even like I mean? a lesson. Yeah, Was totally. it a lesson teaching me something? Yeah, I think in, in anything, yeah, looking back and understanding that maybe it wasn't the time for it or like the season in your life to, you know, if you've got like, I've got my, you know, certificate or whatever in graphic design, I've got my diploma. I'm like, cool, I'm going to go out to any agency and be like, hire me because I have a certificate. They don't care if you've got a certificate or not. If mm. your design work sucks, mm. you get a bit of a portfolio. And then I was like, I'm going to work for myself. Started working for myself. I was like, I don't know anything about business. This is bad. Like, I don't know what to like 
taxes and how to charge people, invoice people, I'd be like, 50 bucks? <laughs> yeah, like, Hell yeah, that's 50 bucks. Like, should have been 500. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that was bad. And again, it came down to like asking someone, being like, what do I need? Or what do you do? What like asking do? someone mm. that I looked up to who was a designer. And I felt like shame in that, being like, I don't, I'm not trying to copy you, but like, I would love I to be designer. How did you do it? And they're like, for sure, let me tell you about it. Cause like, they wanted to see other people. They're not the only designer in the world. They wanted to see other people, you know, successful. And I think, and it comes down to that. It's like, find out obviously what you need to do, but don't be like shameful about failure because mm. you'll continue to fail in life. Yeah. And, like, and that's if you're it. not failing, then you're, you're doing not something trying. wrong. Well, yeah. you're just stagnant. Yeah. You're just Something's staying still. Mm. We don't like be it. Be brave. We don't like it. Be yeah. courageous. Humans were made to be brave and courageous. I, I tell you. so too. 100%. Okay. Now we got some sweaty crew questions. So these questions are questions that have been asked from, um, my Instagram, I put them up, a little oh, question box, wow. and they want to ask you some questions. Okay. First question is, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Yeah, I'm an introvert. No, 100% extrovert, baby. Let's go. I'm out, I'm out there. Yeah, extrovert for sure. Mm, mm. Um, I reckon I'm, we all have, I was only talking to someone about this the other day, I reckon we all have introvert qualities. Oh, traits, yeah, mm, for sure. Yeah, mm. like some people enjoy being like, oh, I might sit at home tonight, and like they still like being like the life of the party. Yes. But like I get a lot of my fill up juice, I guess you could say. I fill my bucket back up by being around other people. Same. Like if I had a huge day, I'm probably not going to be like, I'm just going to stay at home. I'd be like, let's go. I'm going to actually, I would love to go out for dinner with some people. You know what I mean? Like just to my close people, mm. like people that it's not hard. And even if I wanted to sit there in silence, they'd be like, what up? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's it. I love that. Gorgeous. If um, someone asked, someone asked if I want to be a PT, how should I start? Um, good question. I would, Definitely jump online, do a little little googs, um, and just find out your closest, I guess, personal training course, um, and then do a bit of research on that. Or ask, like, if you know a PT, ask a PT where they went if the course yeah, was valuable because everyone's a different. No, yours was down in the Gold Coast, <laughs> um, but yours is like a recommend, like it's a mm. highly rated one. Like, there's some dope PTs coming out of there. Mm. Um, find one in your local area that like looks legit yeah. and like even going over the course and what it includes is super important too because i know the stuff that i did was different to you same mm. modules but mm. they just taught it differently it's like i went to tafe other people went to uni they taught the very similar things but depending on the teacher depending on what they're passionate about too okay cool well um the third question is how do you continue to show up and train every day because mm. actually sorry what you said before when we were talking about your um powerlifting journey is yep. like you were like, I showed up every single day. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I had a goal at the end of the, you know, eight weeks or 12 weeks or yeah. whatever. And I was not going to let that, like, I yeah. just wasn't going to let anything get in my way. How do you show up? Um, I, well, again, I guess I didn't really touch on that, but like I get a lot of joy and happiness out of going to the gym or moving my body. And I know for me, like to help me and just even my mental health is working out is super important to me. So like, I would get so G'd up. If I've worked like art, which I love, I've worked like a 10-hour day, man, it'll get like two hours before finishing. I'm like, man, I'm about to go in and smash it. I can't wait for this. Like I would just get super G'd up, but that's because I love it. Mm -hmm. If you don't love it, and this is super important, if you're listening out there and you're doing something that you don't enjoy, find what brings you joy. If you're like grinding through doing freaking, I don't know, box jumps and Mm. skipping every day, but you hate it, Find something that you love. It could be boxing. It could be Muay Thai. It could be anything. Riding a bike, like swimming. Just try a bunch of different things. Find what brings you joy and then stick at it for a while. It doesn't mean stick at it forever. 
Um, but definitely like I did it appropriately. Like there were days where I was like, I can't, like I couldn't possibly, like I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't eat properly today. Although I did like I nailed nutrition every day, which I was super proud of. But I was like, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to go as hard or I might swap a training day. Like in my program, I'm like, all right, today's not a deadlift day because I'm just not feeling it hyped. I'd rather do that in the morning when I'm feeling juiced up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might just do my like stretching and mobility work tonight. And it worked out like I found a way around it. Um, but I definitely, I work out six days a week, five days of, or well, four days of like strength training, be that, you know, squats with weights. Uh, and then two active recovery days, one being some sort of, I do Muay Thai, so a bit of cardio. And then another where I'm like walking or stretching or doing like mobility stuff where just body weight, um, but again, I enjoy it and I know what my body can cope with and it will tell you, you got to listen to your body for sure. Definitely. Don't you think as well, like if you were like back in the day or if you, maybe your mentality wasn't how it is now, mm. if you were to not train, like say that night when you just weren't feeling it, well, the next day, don't you find that people are like, oh, well I failed. That's it. I'm giving oh, up. All right. I'll yeah. start again on Monday. Who yeah. cares? Or like, fuck it. People, I don't, yeah, I'm people done. write it off. And I think it's like kind of testament to like those that like there's certain types of people who like call someone committed. They're like, Oh wait, you're way too committed. Mm-hmm. Like that's just ridiculous. Like are they committed or they're just passionate? They're like really goal driven. Like good on, you shouldn't call them out for being committed. You're just like, yeah, you're, you're going for it. Like mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you're obsessed with the gym. It's like no. I'm slightly I'm obsessed with the gym maybe, mm-hmm. but I also am obsessed with feeling good. Like yeah. I'm not doing it for looks. Like mm-hmm. if I wanted to look amazing, I would probably eat less and try and be on stage as like a bodybuilder competitor, but like I like moving my body. Well, that's actually one thing that I guess actually this hasn't even been brought up, but like you necessarily aren't training for aesthetic, you're training for movement. Yeah, and I think actually that was huge. Actually, yeah, that was a big part. I remember saying that like to – I was speaking to another friend. Is like I I stopped training for – like looks. health and fitness, like I stopped training for the looks and everything, but I ended up finding it. Yeah, like I you stopped. ended up looking awesome as a byproduct. Yeah, I stopped of just yeah. doing what you love. I stopped being obsessive with like how do I look and like looking in front of the mirror, taking my shirt off, and like, yep, dang, like looking good. I just started training things that I found enjoyable, and I progressed a lot more because I was doing things that were enjoyable. I wasn't like doing eight thousand crunches a day to try and get abs. I stopped doing ab like ab exercises per se mm. um but i'm starting to see definition in my yeah. core because i'm looking at core stability stuff now which is like through you know a whole bunch of different things but stop looking for what it is that you want necessarily like if it's taking a toll on your body stop doing it well especially for clients who like come to us and are like hey i want to look like this person yeah it's like okay well unfortunately that will never happen because you two are com- two completely different humans yeah so like focus she's seven foot tall and <laughs> and you're four foot nothing that i'm sorry lucinda but <laughs> three foot ain't gonna come out of nowhere unfortunately it's, no, not but it's work true out. it's mm. it is true but yeah i think finding a routine that works for you like mm. if you got a dog go for a walk every morning or something like that if you want to move your body and whatever gym you're at just go there and mm. like try and do two days a week try and do three days a week if you find that six days a week is too much for you strip it back maybe. yeah and don't get persuaded by what everyone else is doing yeah like if you, you if i see out, you yeah. doing six sessions a week you know you don't want to be questioning should i be doing six sessions a week you yeah know, it's like can you do six sessions a week totally or not and no, you don't know I what can't. like you don't know what the next person's going through like maybe they've had a terrible week so they're like i can't oh, i'm gonna smash mm. out this session mm. you know or 
they've got a goal that they want to get to or like they're new. Like I see so many people at the gym who are just doing a bunch of stuff that I'm like, maybe they don't have a plan, but maybe Steven's it's his first time ever in a gym and he wants to do this, that and the other. Go Go for it, Mm -hmm. dude. Like at least you're, you're in the gym. Love it. Move your body. That's it. Okay. The next question is what's one thing you want to achieve before you die? That's huge. I know. Oh my it's a it's huge. It's a new I have not warned Callum that these are the questions that I'm going to be asking and it's a big one. Mm. Okay. Mm. Take I'm, your time. I'm going to absorb mm. that in. Please one do. thing I want to achieve before I die. Um I Could be small or big. I'm going to go I'm going to go big here. I'm going to reach semi Let's for the stars. Go. Let's okay. hold you accountable. I personally would love to open my own facility. Being that a gym mm-hmm. um, where I can help influence not only like, you know, I love helping people full stop, don't get me wrong, but like people from, you know, youth work side of things, mm-hmm. like kids who have struggled through life or continue to struggle, like an opportunity where they could come in and learn something and yeah. move their body. And a lot of the times mental health is huge in that. And also physical health, nutrition is terrible in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, a place like that but also yeah, they not just leader. for you know a, yeah I don't want to be like I don't want to be like their savior but <laughs> I feel like I've been through a walk of like a path in life that I can relate to them like through my childhood and through what I've learned from my life experience mm-hmm. um, but also just a nice gym where like people could come together and not feel like intimidated like mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than walking into a gym and be like I, sh- I don't fit in no yeah, you do I'm fit leaving. in you fit mm-hmm. in anywhere you want to be you fit in 100% if there's someone who looks fitter and stronger than you let them do their fitter and stronger than you look, but you are definitely welcome. So I'd love to have like a place where like children can go, Mm -hmm. adults can go, we could all get there, but also have like a place where you feel welcome. The minute you walk in that freaking door, you're like, this is like my home. I feel warm. I feel welcome from any walk of life. I don't don't care. I love that. But that's what, that's what I'm going to do. I've verbally said that. Keep me accountable. Yeah, Don't worry. I will. Yep. And the last question that has been asked is what is next for you? What is next for me? Um, I think the most important thing and the most pressing issue is I'm about to become a father. Yes. Um, So becoming... His wife is six days overdue. So we've been looking at that phone making sure that she's not calling. Yeah, but I think yeah, being being the best dad I can be and being the best husband I can be, being the best best, like employee that I can be whilst managing all those things, you Mm. know, being me still Mm. um, without obviously losing touch from any other part of that and of course like with fatherhood comes great responsibility yes. from every aspect um but yeah i would love to just freaking be a cool dad that my child could one day look up to be that a boy or a girl and just be like you you were decent yeah um and also my wife being like you're a good you're a good husband you're yeah. a good team player and anyone around that like not just switching off me like i'm a dad now i'm changing um but yeah i think that's the, the biggest the biggest part that's coming up. That is just stunning on that note. We're stopping that there. Stop. That is beautiful. Cut it out. Callum, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. That was good. I, I hope someone that. got something out of it. Give yourself a little shout out. You've given so many other people a little shout out. Where can we find you? Um, <laughs> I can't, I promise. Actually, that's the next thing. I will post <laughs> on my, my Instagram. The Coach Cal yep. is my PT stuff um, or just Callum underscore O'Shea on the Instagram. Um, but yeah. yeah, if you want to see what, I guess my life, right. Mm. If you don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. The coach Cal has nothing on there, but yeah. it's about to, it's about to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that's definitely a thing that's coming. Um, hundred percent put mm-hmm. that in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
I'll just plot around the Sunshine Coast. If you see me, say hi. <laughs> Please do. Oh, I'll post a photo. I'm always sure to post I'm, a photo. If I'm leaving you at your cafe, I'll yell <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> he left a cafe. We were at the other day and acted like he was a rock star. He walked <laughs> I did out. Not. You did. He walked out waving. Bye now. I'll see you I later. I was thanking <laughs> them for their service. Mm, well, he we did like speak to like a good ten people. I was yeah. like, see ya. Anyway, it's anyway. nice. I think being nice to people. Be kind. Be kind. That's my biggest thing. Be kind. All right, everyone, have a gorgeous rest of your day, Mm -hmm. night, morning, whatever it is. Live long and prosper. Mm -hmm. Peace out. Thank you.